the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Today on Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. He can see. He can see you for the first time. See his mother's face. See his father's face. They've just received this news for the first time. And if you were that mother, you were that father, you would be overwhelmed emotionally. You would be weeping. You would be praising God. You would, you know, collapse on the ground, shout for joy, dance around, whatever. Yet these parents here, what are, they're, they're very guarded because they're afraid. They're afraid of the religious leaders. It's sad to think of the joyless existence that the Pharisees had. They clung so tightly to a system of pointless regulations and rules that when God was walking amongst them, doing amazing life-giving miracles, they couldn't see it. As Pastor Dan will explain in today's message, instead of rejoicing along with the healed and celebrating the arrival of the Messiah, they were afraid that their system was being threatened, and they started searching for a way to stop the very one they had waited so long for. Now here's Pastor Dan in the book of John chapter 9 for today's edition of Ring of Truth. say in verse 24. This is how they respond to that question. Could this be the son of David? Now, when the Pharisees heard it, they said, this fellow does not cast out demons except by Beelzebub, the ruler of the demons. The Pharisees rejected that Jesus is the Messiah, and they said, well, he's able to cast out demons because he's demon-possessed. Well, wait, didn't you say the Messiah will be able to cast out mute demons? Yeah, that's what we said, but that's not what's happening here. He's doing this by the power of Satan. He's, this isn't, the, this isn't power, the power of God. They changed the story here. They changed the story. Once they're confronted with the truth about Jesus Christ, they just, they just change the story and say, well, he's, he's demon-possessed. He's, he's not the Messiah. I know that's what we said. I know that's what we taught you, but this is an exception here. Uh, it's not what you think. Now, look at Jesus' response in verse 25. He says, every kingdom divided against itself is brought to desolation, and every city or house divided against itself will not stand. If Satan casts out Satan, he is divided against himself. How then will his kingdom stand? And what he he says here basically is, well, that's not logical, that I would be casting out demons by the power of Satan. That would be self-defeating for Satan to cast out demons for people. What you're saying is, is not logical. And then look down at verse 31. Still the same conversation. Then Jesus said to the Pharisees, Therefore, I say to you, every sin and blasphemy will be forgiven men, but the blasphemy against the Spirit 
will not be forgiven men. Jesus then warns them about the blasphemy of the Holy Spirit. And maybe you've heard that phrase before, the blasphemy of the Holy Spirit. The blasphemy of the Holy Spirit is when the truth about Jesus Christ is revealed to someone. They understand who Jesus is, but then they still deny him. And that's what the Pharisees just did. They understand who he is by this miracle, but then they deny him. And Jesus warns them about the blasphemy of the Holy Spirit. It clearly showed that he is the Messiah, according to their own teachings. And they rejected him. And so you have, you have the cleansing of lepers. You have the casting out of mute demons. And then you have this miracle that we have in John chapter 9. The healing of the man born blind. And these are the three miracles that the Pharisees said will be performed by the Messiah when he comes. Jesus performed all of them. All of them. Now go back to John chapter 9, verse 13. And this is, where we, this is where we picked up the story. We looked at the first 12 verses a few weeks back. But now in verse 13, look what it says. Jesus healed this man born blind, and so the crowd brought him who formerly was blind to the Pharisees. Of course they did. They brought him to the Pharisees. Because the Pharisees said, this is what the Messiah will do when he comes. Now, it was a Sabbath when Jesus made the clay and opened his eyes. Uh, and so it's, it's the Sabbath day. Um, they, the, the religious leaders had created a bunch of rules and regulations for the Sabbath day. Making clay violated that. Healing someone violated that. So Jesus has broken their, their man-made rules for the Sabbath. Then the Pharisees also asked him again how he had received his sight And he said to them, well, he put clay on my eyes and I washed and I see. So they they ask him again, tell us again what happened. What happened to you? Well, I was sitting there. This man walked up to me. He put mud in my eyes, told me to go wash in the pool of Siloam. I went, I washed in the pool of Siloam and I received my sight. And you say you were born blind? You were born blind? Yeah, I was born blind. You 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 didn't become blind? After you were born, you didn't have some accident or something that caused your blind. No, I was born blind. And what happened? Who did this? It was a guy named Jesus. Verse 16. Therefore, some of the Pharisees said, Well, this man, Jesus, is not from God because he does not keep the Sabbath. Now, Jesus broke their Sabbath rules, not the word of God. Others said, How can a man who is a sinner do such signs? And there was a division among the Pharisees. The Pharisees were divided. People still divide over Jesus. They divide over who Jesus is. And the Pharisees were divided over whether Jesus was from God or not from God. Some said he doesn't observe uh, the Sabbath, so he can't be from God. Really, uh, you know, their, their Sabbath rules weren't from God. Uh, But he wasn't breaking the Sabbath. He was breaking their rules. Others said, well, how can a man who is a sinner do such signs? And notice in verse 16, the emphasis is on the particular sign that do such signs. They're doing signs like this. He's healing someone born blind. He's got to be from God. He's healing those born blind. It's unprecedented. 
Then they said to the blind man again, well, what do you say about him? Because he opened your eyes. What do you say? Is he, is he from God or not from God? And the man said, he's a prophet. Well, what, what do you say? Is Jesus from God or not from God? And the blind man says, he's from God. He's a prophet. All right. <laughs> so now what do they do? Is this, really, this, this really puts them in a pickle here. Because if, if you remember from earlier studies, uh, the Pharisees are plotting how they might kill Jesus at this point. We're only six months away from the cross. And they're, they're trying to figure out a way that they could put him to death. And now they've got this guy standing in front of them who is saying that he was born blind and Jesus healed him. Something only the Messiah could do according to their teaching. So what do the Pharisees do now? Well, here's what they do. Give me your attention. Here's what they do. They tell the guy, we don't believe you. We don't believe you were born blind. Yeah, we don't think you were born blind. You believe that? You think about this poor guy. The guy's born blind. He's, 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 he's lived with this disability his whole life and had to you know, struggle through life. Plus, there's the whole stigma of thinking it's the judgment of God upon your life. And, and now he's experienced this incredible miracle. He's received sight for the first time. And the religious leaders say, well, we don't believe you. <laughs> we don't believe your story. And now, now what they're going to say to him, now he's got to prove it. Now, he, now he's got to prove that he was born blind. I mean, how do you do that, right? Uh, I, mean, I, mean, I mean, it's like trying to go get a real ID driver's license now, right? Have you had to do that yet? Holy cow. My driver's license expires this year, and I got the information in the mail of everything I got to bring now to prove who I am. Well, this poor guy, he's got to prove that he was born blind because they don't believe his story. Now, this, this story, this passage that we're looking at, this story is really a story about two kinds of blindness. There's the man who's born blind who has physical blindness, but then there's the Pharisees who are choosing to be blind, who are acting as if they don't see the evidence about Jesus Christ. And there are people like that. There are people that see the evidence. They, they see the truth about Jesus Christ. They see the changed lives. They see people who are transformed by the gospel and by the power of God. And yet they say, well, I, don't, I don't see it. I just don't see it. I don't believe it. I don't think that's true. And so you've got this man who's born blind, but then you've got the Pharisees who are acting blind to all of the evidence. And so verse 18, it says the Jews did not believe concerning him. They didn't believe his story that he had been born blind and then received his sight until, look what it says, until they called the parents of him who had received his sight. So they don't believe his story. And at some point, I don't know if it was one of the Pharisees or the the man Somebody suggested, well, why don't we get your parents here? Are your parents still alive? Yes. Do they live locally? Yes. Well, let's get your parents here to verify your story. How long did that take? How long did that take to go get his parents? You know, and for these poor parents, you know, Pharisees show up at the door. It's like the police knocking on your door. We need you to come with us. So now they're brought down to the temple to be questioned by the Pharisees. And look at verse 19. Look, I mean, look at this. And they asked them, they asked the parents saying, Is this your son who you say was born blind? 
How then does he now see? Now watch what his parents say. This is, this is very revealing here. His parents answered them and said, We know that this is our son and that he was born blind. But by what means he now sees, we do not know. Or who opened his eyes, we do not know. He is of age. Ask him. He will speak for himself. You're listening to Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton of Calvary Chapel, Ellicott City, Maryland. We'll return to the second half of today's message in a moment. But first, here's a word from Pastor Dan. It's my privilege to share the Word of God with you through our radio ministry, Ring of Truth. Thank you for tuning in each day. Hey, I would love to hear from you. Will you take a moment to email me to tell me how these daily studies have ministered to you? I want to hear your story. You can email me through our website at calvaryec.com. That's calvaryec.com. Thanks, Pastor Dan. Now let's join him again for the conclusion of today's edition of Ring of Truth. His parents, were told, said these things because they feared the Jews, the religious leaders, for the religious leaders had agreed already that if anyone confessed that Jesus is the Christ, the Messiah, he would be put out of the synagogue. Therefore, his parents said, he is of age, ask him. This, this shows here, I mean, just the, this, the religious establishment, the Pharisees, they ruled over the people by fear and intimidation. Think about these parents. They just learned that their son, who was born blind, has received his sight. Put yourself in the parents' shoes. You see your son, and he's got sight. He can see. He can see you for the first time. See his mother's face. See his father's face. They've just received this news for the first time. And if you were that mother, you were that father, you would be overwhelmed emotionally. You would be weeping. You would be praising God. You would, you know, collapse on the ground, shout for joy, dance around, whatever. Yet these parents here, what are, they're, they're very guarded because they're afraid. They're afraid of the religious leaders. And this, this is the environment in, in the, the, of the, the religious system. They're afraid to express their feelings. They're expre- afraid to, to show emotion. They're holding back. And when they are, they're asked this question, they just give two answers here. We know this is our son. We know he was born blind. We don't know how he sees now. We don't know who restored it, who gave him sight. You're going to have to ask him. They were so afraid of the religious leaders who are supposed to be sh- their shepherds, right? Who are supposed to be caring for them. Who are supposed to be representing God to them. They're so afraid of these religious leaders that they throw their son under the bus. You can ask him. He's of age. Thanks, mom and dad. But that's, that's the environment that these Pharisees had created. It's just this fearful, intimidating an environment. They were afraid to express what they really thought. Verse 22 tells us that his parents said these things because they feared the Jews, the religious leaders, for the Jews had agreed already that if anyone confessed that Jesus is the Christ, he would be put out of the synagogue. So they're, they're intimidating people. His parents believed that Jesus is the Christ, the Messiah. They believed that He's the Christ because he healed their son born blind. But they were afraid to say that because the religious leaders and the religious leaders made it clear 
If anyone confessed Jesus is the Christ, they would be put out of the synagogue. They would be kicked out of Judaism. They would be excommunicated. And, and you have to understand, for the Jews at that time, all of your spiritual life, all of your social life was connected to the synagogue. Everything. In the evenings, in the evenings, the men in your town would go to the synagogue. They didn't have TV. They didn't have Internet. They would go to the synagogue and they would discuss the scriptures. So to be put out of the synagogue, you're, you're cut off completely from community and they're afraid. And so they don't they don't speak truthfully here. They don't give a full answer. They just, you know, they're going to answer the minimum they can answer here. Well, he's our son. He was born blind. That's all we can say. You're going to have to ask him if you want any more information. So verse 24, again, they called the man who was blind and said to him, give God the glory. We know that this man is a sinner. Give God the glory. Don't give the glory to Jesus. Give God the glory. That's what you call leading the witness. And I love his answer in verse 25. He answered and said, whether he is a sinner or not, I don't know. One thing I know, that though I was blind, now I see. You know what he does here? He just shares his testimony. Just a simple testimony. What's your testimony? If you're a believer in Jesus Christ, you have a testimony. You've got a story of what Jesus did in your life. And this guy just shares his story. And I lo- he, he shares it in one sentence. And can you, can you state your testimony in one sentence? I was blind and now I see. I know this. I was lost and Jesus found me. You know, just one sentence. There's, you know, your testimony is so powerful. And, and don't feel like you have to know all the answers about Jesus or that you have to know theology or know the Bible really well to share your testimony. This guy here, he he says, "I, I, I can't answer your question about whether Jesus is a sinner or not, but what I can tell you is that I was blind and now I see because of Jesus. It's okay to say, I don't know the answer to that, but here's what I do know. Here's what Jesus did in my life. I don't know your theology question, but I do know this. This is what Jesus did. He changed my life. You can't argue with that. You can't argue with someone's testimony. Now look at verse 26. Then they said to him again, what did he do to you? How did he open your eyes? Tell us again what happened. Go over the story one more time. They're really stuck here. They are stuck with this miracle. And he answered them and said, I told you already. Aren't you listening? Why do you want to hear it again? Do you also want to become his disciples? That's sanctified sarcasm right there. And then they reviled him and said, you are his disciple, but we are Moses' disciples. We know that God spoke to Moses. As for this fellow, we don't know where he is from. Jesus has been telling them all along where he's from. They know where he's from. They're pretending to be blind to the truth. The man answered and said to them, why, this is a marvelous thing that you do not know where he is from. And yet he opened my eyes. You're the teachers. You've been telling us that 
the Messiah will open the eyes of someone born blind. Well, isn't this something? That you don't know where he's from, and yet he opened my eyes. Now we know that God does not hear sinners, which is true, Isaiah 59. But if anyone is a worshiper of God and does his will, he hears him. Since the world began, it has been unheard of that anyone opened the eyes of one who was born blind. No one has ever done this before in all of human history. How can you not see who Jesus is? It's never happened before. And where do you get that from? From the Pharisees. If this man were not from God, he could do nothing. Then they answered and said to him, you were completely born in sins. And are you teaching us? And they cast him out. And that phrase there, cast him out, it means they've excommunicated him. They've put him out of the synagogue. He can no longer participate in Judaism. He can't go to the synagogue. He can't go to the temple. He can't make sacrifices now for his sins. He can't make offerings. He can't participate in the feast. He's out. He's out. And Jesus heard that they had cast him out. And when he had found him, he said to him, Do you believe in the Son of God? And he answered and said, Well, who is he, Lord, that I may believe in him? And Jesus said to him, You have both seen him, and it is he who is talking with you now. And then he said, Lord, I believe. And he worshipped Jesus. And Jesus received his worship. And never in the Bible uh, do you see uh, anyone worshipped other than God. Anytime someone is worshipped, they're stopped, they're corrected. An angel is worshipped, the angel stops and says, don't worship me. Only God is worshipped. And God receives the worship here. Jesus receives the worship. He's, he's, you know, he's been put out of the religious system, but he's got Jesus, right? He's got Jesus. He doesn't need the temple. He doesn't need the feast. All of those were just a shadow. Jesus is the reality. He's got the reality now. He's met the Messiah. He's met the Savior. He's worshiping Him. And Jesus said, verse 39, we'll finish up here, for judgment I have come into this world that those who do not see may see, and that those who see may be made blind. And then some of the Pharisees who were with Him heard these words and said to Him, Are we blind also? And Jesus said to them, If you were blind, you would have no sin. But now you say, We see Therefore, your sin remains. In verse 39, Jesus says, for judgment, I have come into the world. And what he means there is that he brings division. Jesus brings division. Men are divided over Jesus. You are for him or you are against him. You, you have received him as Lord and Savior or you have rejected him. Jesus doesn't allow for any kind of middle ground or anybody neutral or anybody undecided. He said, you're either for me or you're against me. You're either living for me or you're living your life against me. Those are the only two categories that Jesus allows. And he, and he brings judgment in the sense that he reveals where people really stand with God. Are they for him or against him? And, he, and here in this story, as we close, we have this story of a man who was born blind, but his eyes were open spiritually. And you have religious leaders who acted blind. They acted blind to the evidence for Jesus' identity. They pretended like they, they couldn't see it. And so Jesus said they remain in their sin. The blind man, he received physical sight and spiritual sight. He believed Jesus. He worshipped him as God. 
his, his eyes were physically open and his eyes were spiritually open to the reality of Jesus Christ. He asked me how I know and I say bring truer than the finest crystal. That's all we have time for today on Ring of Truth. Thanks for joining Pastor Dan as he continued his verse-by-verse, chapter-by-chapter study of the book of 1 John. If you'd like a copy of today's message, you'll be able to find it on our website, calvaryec.com. You can also subscribe to our podcast on iTunes so you never miss an edition of this program. Every time we post something new, you'll be notified. We'd love to hear from you, too, and learn how Ring of Truth has impacted your life. Please take some time soon to give us a call at 410-491-4592. Please let us know how we can be praying for you too. And if God's doing something wonderful, we'd love to rejoice with you. That number again to reach us is 410-491-4592. Do you live in the Baltimore, Washington area? If so, you're invited to join us here at Calvary Chapel this Sunday at 9 or 11 a.m., for a time of worship and Bible study. Calvary Chapel is located in Columbia, Maryland, only minutes from Route 95, Route 29, or Route 100. Find out more at our website. One more time, that's calvaryec.com. With that, our time with you has come to an end. Tune in next time to learn more from the book of 1 John with Pastor Dan, right here on Ring of Truth.